The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who is called barren. For nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. As I said in our introduction, we celebrate the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mary who received that wonderful gift so as to prepare herself to be the mother of the Son of God. But we're presented with, I would call them, two bookends of God's plan of salvation for our readings tonight, one from the book of Genesis and one from the Gospel of Luke. And I think they're very important for this particular solemnity. So the first one, of course, comes from the book of Genesis. So it is soon after God had created the human, humankind, male and female, he created them in his image and likeness. He put Adam and Eve in that beautiful garden where they had all the fruit trees that they could think of to sustain them. And he said, all of these you can eat with only one exception, the tree of knowledge. They had everything, as I said, including being able to walk through that garden with God's presence walking alongside of them. And yet, despite all of that, after being tempted to the, by the devil... Eve picked that fruit and ate it and gave it to her husband Adam and he ate it as well. And then it brings us to, our, to tonight's reading 
where they receive their punishment. Basically, no longer would the human family be able to enjoy that personal, intimate relationship with God. No longer would the, could the human family look towards having residence in heaven for all eternity. And also, the human family would continue to experience the effects of that original sin, wanting to put ourselves before others. But even as the human family turned their back on their Creator, God was already planning to save us. He already was putting a plan in motion from that very beginning of the original sin. It went through generation after generation until the appointed time when God gave a singular gift. What does that mean? It means there is only one person who has ever been conceived and who will ever be conceived without the punishment and stain of original sin, and that, of course, is Mary. A singular gift. I've often thought how that gift played out in Mary's life, especially as a young child. Put yourself in her place for a few moments. Do you suppose she was puzzled by why her friends thought it was good to talk about people behind their back? How it was okay, as long as no one caught you, that you could take something that wasn't yours? How you could hold a grudge and not forgive someone who hurt you? Mary must have been very puzzled by this behavior because those kind of thoughts never entered her mind. She was always reaching out to others. She was always putting others before her own needs, just like our God does. She not only had the punishment of original sin she was shielded from, but she also was shielded from the effects of original sin that you and I have to cope with in our daily lives. She found it very easy to talk to God, to discern His will, and to follow that will. Much as she did when she agreed to become the husband of Joseph, the son of David. And while she was betrothed to Joseph, we then hear this passage from the Gospels, where the angel Gabriel shows up to her and says, Hail, full of grace. Immediately the angel is recognizing this person is full of the graces of God because of that singular act of grace at her conception. Mary, of course, seemed puzzled by all this, and even more so as the angel said, You will become the mother of the Son of God. He will reign forever. His kingdom will last for all ages. Mary's mind must have been spinning, trying to process this and take all of this in. But finally, the angel gets to the end and awaits for her to agree to take part in this plan of salvation. Mary definitely did not know what this all entailed. 
did not understand fully how this could all occur. But what she did know was she trusted in God and his will for her, and she said yes. She said yes to play the part of this audacious plan. And because of that, she became the mother of the Son of God. Because that's the other audacious part of this plan. God decided to send his Son to save us, but he didn't send the Son from heaven just to act like he's human, to put on a disguise of humanity, but to be born of a woman, to experience all the things that we experience, hunger and thirst, laughter and tears, experience betrayal, experience love, all of the things that we experience as humans, the Son of God experienced once he was born of the Virgin Mary. This is what we celebrate tonight, God's audacious plan of salvation came, took a large step forward when Mary was conceived without original sin, took another large step forward when she said yes, and took another large step forward, that which we will celebrate in a few weeks, when the Son of God was born of a woman. My dear friends, this celebration of the Immaculate Conception of, of Mary shows us the love that God has for us, shows us how important it is to look to Mary and thank her for her yes, but also for her continued love of us all. There is no greater advocate than our mothers, and there is no greater advocate than Mary, our mother. There is no greater advocate than the one who we call Our Lady of Perpetual Help. And so, as we continue tonight's celebration, we thank God for the gift of Mary, we thank her for saying yes. We thank our God for sending his son. And we thank Jesus for opening the gates of heaven. We now can, we now can walk side by side with our God for all eternity. And it is all because of what God did for Mary and what she then said yes to his plan. Let us continue to thank God for all of these blessings, but most especially to follow Mary's example and say yes to our part that we are called to play in his plan of salvation.